the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome oh. to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. You hearing it? Yeah, this All is right. amazing. This is much better. All right. And it's Welcome. already time, too, huh? And it's already time. Time has flown by as we've sit and ch- talking about city events, world events, all that. Yeah, well, if we'd had a little more time, we could have solved all these. Yeah, we were on the verge of solving a lot of problems, but we'll have to wait until later. Uh, gardening questions. We can just solve your gardening problems the best we can at 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Monarchs everywhere. Oh, really? That's what I, yeah, if, if everybody's yard is the same as mine. What is that big old guy? That big old guy is a black swallow. No, oh. it's a, actually, it is, it's got that blue. I can't see that far. Blue in the back. He's enjoying the lantana. I can yeah. see that. Um, oh, shoot. What is it? I want to say. Pi- Giant swallowtail? No. No, it's a. Can't remember now. It's a, it looks like a black swallowtail, but it's got the glow-in-the-dark kind of blue mm-hmm. uh, pipe vine swallowtail. Pipe vine. That they're 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 probably more com- common than a black swallowtail, but they're harder to identify. Yeah. But most people have them, and then you recognize them when they get at a certain angle. You can see. Oh yeah, see you can see the the, the blue. Uh, the Last one third of the wings are ha- have that really metallic blue, and then the, they're more interested in flowers. The black swallowtails are are horse herb. They're out there really digging into the horse herb in the yards. What are they? <laughs> Wonder what the oh these folks. Oh, I oh. guess they're looking at a. Monument or a uh, hanging. 308-8867. We go right to the phone lines now. Lonnie is on the line at 308-8867. Hi there, Lonnie. Welcome to the Hello. show. How are you doing today? Very What's going fine, on? Thank you. Well, as I told your screener, uh, in a moment of weakness yesterday, I'd gone to a big box store to, to buy something else, and I, I went by the gardening area, and I saw a beautiful gardenia plant, and I bought it. And the only then did I realize, I said, God, what am I doing? I think a gardenia is for uh, acidic soils in the Houston area, for instance, in drier times. Uh, and Point East, 
uh, and I just wanted to verify that with the guys. I, I believe I'm correct. Yeah, yeah they did. Correct. They did really well in Lufkin when I lived in Lufkin over there. Yes, but, but you can, uh, as Millet, Milton has illustrated. You, I'm, I did the Azalea. Yeah, well, was it Azalea? Uh, August uh, Beauty. Was it a, was it Gardenia? Maybe it was Gardenia. Gardenia, yeah. yeah. August, you do it in a container. Yep. Uh, and uh, just tr- treat it. You know, it, it requires acid pollution. So you, you you use if you enlarge the container, you use sphagnum peat moss and and and. Uh, uh, Sphagnum based potting mix. Yeah, mi- p- potting mix, and then you. But you would not some, recommend some, putting it in the, in the soil directly. No. 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 Well, you can, but you don't have to worry about it too long then because it won't <laughs> last. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay <laughs> so p- put it on a, on a sunny <laughs> sun in the mornings and shade in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, I, I've seen, seen gardeners that have. Kept them alive oh, years yeah. and years yeah. in that kind of situation. Some people will even go so far if they've got a rain barrel, they'll they'll give them uh, rainwater whenever they can because it's acidic. And then you fertilize them. You can fertilize them with uh, mere acid instead of uh, has, has to grow or one of those. So uh, it's how, how, relatively how easy. The, the growth of uh, as indicated on the tag that comes to the plant. That four four feet wide, six feet tall, or vice versa. I don't remember which. Uh, I don't have such a pot. So, what 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 size pot would you recommend? The lar- lar- whiskey barrel size container. Whiskey barrel. Okay. Yeah, if okay. you got it, or you. Uh, but you, yours yours is not going to get as big as that tag says. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's okay. easy to use those. Uh, those plastic uh, whiskey barrel size containers that are where do you, where would people pick those up at the, um, the big box? Not the well, some of the box stores. Well, Millburgers has some of the big well, ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's right. Nur- nur- nurseries have those. Uh, we have yeah. one town that has those. So. Okay, Lonnie. Okay. So I hope you, you I hope you I hope you got that on sale. Did you get it on sale? Oh, it was pretty cheap. Six ninety eight. Oh, oh. Okay. you did good. <laughs> All right, good luck, Lonnie. Thanks, Lonnie. You take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. The uh, 29th annual Hummerbird celebration oh. has been canceled. Okay. Oh, are you, are you surprised, Jerry? For <laughs> Due to severe damages throughout the area and to the Rockport Fulton High School, where the event is based. <laughs> so, I don't know what the, wonder what the hummingbirds are going to do when they show up. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all they're all planning to go. Yeah, they've made plans. Yeah, especially those you know that have been paid. Their travel's been paid and such. <laughs> those are the celebrity hummingbirds. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, this is the first time in twenty nine years that the thing's. That's been a shame. Oh well. Well, endeavor. Well, thank you. They're looking forward to the celebration in 2018. Will be stronger than ever. All right, 308-8867. James is on the line. 308-8867. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing, James? Just fine. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. What's morning. going? 
I got a question or an issue, really, with my cedar ram when I was mowing around it yesterday. I noticed that the bark uh, all the way from the ground, about three-quarter up, it's about almost 20 feet tall, I should say, about 10 years old. It's flaking off and with orange uh, tissue, if you will, smooth underneath. It's like it's licking off kind of like a crepe myrtle. Is that normal, or did it get hit by lightning, or what do y'all think? Boy, you don't... That- description sounds like you read it out of a book of for hypoxylin is it uh, is the tree look good that the foliage on the tree is, is lush and it's got uh, new shoots uh, growing off the tips and new leaves and everything but the bark is flaking off well I, at first i thought when you talked about a 10 year old cedar elm they naturally will be sloughing some bark and mm. getting on a rougher Bark, but I don't don't like the sound of that. Oh, it felt like brown underneath. No, it's um, like a rust. It's like a rust color, um, and it's real slick, almost like a crepe myrtle would slick off. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you, there's nothing. There's nothing you can do. You just have to let it uh, follow its course and hope that that's just a natural uh, transition to a, a rougher bark. What we're worried about we're worried about is that there there's a disease called hypoxylin that has that symptom um, and there's not anything you can do to treat it you just have, you just have to let your trees go and uh, quite often they don't live I got it um, start is that spelled with an h or with an i that, that h h y p yeah hypoxylin right okay yeah. I'll Google it and read about it, and just uh, should I fertilize it, or is it? No, nope. there's nope. nothing you can do, and, and just, uh, we hope that we're wrong. Yeah, you just want yeah. to, yeah, and the, and the fertilization, you don't, when when a tree is under stress or disease, you do, you do, don't want to fertilize things. You don't want to, to change the situation. You want it to try to let it fight the battle and, and try to survive. But, now, is, it, is this something that will spread? Because I have other, I don't have any, I do have another cedar elm in the back, but will it spread to other trees? I've got a lot of native oaks and other trees close by. Well, it's more stress-related, it's more environment-related than it is any kind of a, a passing of germs. Yeah. Yeah, so there, okay. now, what you quite often you'll see it during a, a droughty period, you know, say on a slope, and you have three or four cedar elms might get it on that slope. But generally, if it's backyard, front yard, it's usually not a not that kind of an issue. It's, okay. it's not on a slope or anything, or a really dry area, is it? Uh, I mean, it's in really poor soils, uh, sandy soils. It's about three feet of sand, then it hits clay. And uh, I only give it fertilizer maybe once a year. Yeah, uh, water it when I when it's drooping, but it's it's done well and the foliage looks great. It's just the bark really has me concerned. Okay, well, hopefully, hopefully it's not hypoxylin. Actually, I just turned the corner and I'm looking at the cedar elm in the backyard, and it's starting to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, well, and, and the, I planted them around the same time. They're about the same age, roughly around eighteen years old. Well, that, that 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 makes me think maybe it's not hypoxylin. It just made it. Yeah, because uh, because both of those, uh, the envi- they're so far apart, and that 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 timing 
is more indicative of uh, just a bark transition than it is the disease. So Yeah, these so trees that, are separated by the house, and they're probably about 200 feet apart. And I'm looking at the one in the back, and yeah, the bark is doing the same thing. I hadn't noticed it until now. I think yeah. it's just maturing. Yeah, now that we've distressed you, uh, <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good day, too. Smoking. Okay, talk to you later. Bye, Thanks. James. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Lots of activity this morning, uh, lots of activity here at the nursery. Uh, don't forget, next Saturday, uh, David Rodriguez will be here, and he'll call in today at 1 o'clock. Uh, and uh, talk to us about his uh, gardening workshop on fall vegetable gardening. That's going to be next Saturday from 10.30 to noon, uh, parts one and two. So uh, bring pen, paper, and lots of questions, and David will help you out with uh, ideas for fall gardening. Well, we didn't get uh, vegetable the full, we didn't get the full report on the children's garden. Oh, uh, no, Trace we didn't. Trace was started to talk about it, and then... Yeah, and then we kind of got distracted, yeah. but, yeah. Um, I think it went well. We saw Mary, and Mary yeah. seemed very happy with it. Yeah, she was public. Um, Trace did say there were lots of folks at it. I didn't get a number, but I did. Uh-huh. Uh, well, so, yeah. Uh, the one this uh, 30th, I think September 30th, is going to be on Bonsai uh, for kids, and uh, each child will walk away with a... Uh, a plant of their own, a little bonsai that they create themselves with the help of Sherry Didier. Uh, she'll teach them a little bit about the practice and then uh, help them to uh, create something themselves. That is definitely one that will fill up. Yeah. Uh, she filled up last year, I know. And She is an outstanding instructor, an outstanding practitioner of, of bonsai, too. So the yeah. parent, parents, you might want to come along and just listen in. But you may want to call ASAP to 497-3760, 497-3760. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> um, and uh, get your name on the list of people that want to attend. There's still no charge, but because they're doing, you know, the giveaway and stuff, they they need to, It's space is limited, and they need to know how many folks. So uh, this is one you don't want to wait till the last minute to, to just uh, be a part of. Call now, 497 Yeah, we don't want them pushing us off the porch so they can make room for more chairs. No. That's right. They did that yeah, last time. Yeah, that's right. It, they showed us who, it got ugly. who was priority. Well, was until you got angry, and then it was just, oh, I don't know, all those poor kids. All right, 308 yeah. And then those kids started throwing stuff at us. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a bonsai. Ah! <laughs> all right, 308 Bonsai bomb. <laughs> we got a question in, uh, kind of a general question, is that when is it safe to cut back oak trees so not to get oak wilt? Uh, that's that's uh, and uh, Forrester uh, uh, sent them to the uh, wonderful website, which is called TexasOakWilt.org. Tex- that's that's a website called TexasOakWilt.org, and that'll talk about uh, uh, talk about uh, pruning guidelines for prevention of oak wilt. In Texas, and ba- basically, uh, Forrest said there's no safe time to prune oak trees. However, the period, the period from July the 1st to January 31st is when all likelihood of the trees getting oak wilt is the least. Yeah, except there's a cool 
cool period in there too. There, hot period. But cool they period. wet most horticulturists, uh, so that there's the results are are so severe that horticulturists say the easiest thing to do is prune when you have to, especially if you can do it in the hottest part of summer. But paint the wounds no matter what. That and that's the main prevention is just paint those wounds because those little sap beetles cannot get uh, or not interested in the any leaking sap well it doesn't leak with the the paint on there and it's uh, the first five days of the wound is the most important part so it doesn't do you any good to do, say well just do it later you cut paint the wound and you can get regular here at Millburgers we've got spray paint or you can just Use a latex, a paintbrush and latex. Don't use pink or purple like my neighbor did to show mm-hmm. me that he was painting the wounds. I, I, Good for uh, him. I was uh, going to say, I'd rather have you not paint. And then I thought of the oak trees, and I said, no, go ahead. Yeah, you just paint any paint. color yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because that's all you're, you're looking to do. It is the tree's defenses come into play within about five days. But during that one, the, the first to the fifth day, they're, uh, they're real susceptible to the sap beetles. Let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867. That's 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. I want to tell you what's happening next Saturday at Millburgers. Next Saturday, David Rodriguez will be on hand, and he'll be covering Fall Vegetable Gardening Part 1 and 2. Cover the whole gamut from 1030 until noon. So, no reservation needed. Just come on out and enjoy it. Saturday, September 9th, David Rodriguez right here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Bring a pen, paper, and lots of questions. And this Saturday, when you come on out to Millburgers, you're going to find savings on some of your favorites. Like, you ready for this? Meyer lemon and Mexican lime on sale in the 12-inch pot. Regularly $39.99, now just $22.88. That's a savings of 40%. You'll save on Dwarf Katie Mexican Petunia, Lantana, and the Fall Mums are already here and already on sale. In the 6-inch pot for just $3.99 at Millburgers. Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, Cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Join Salem Media Group and Michael and Dr. Diane Medved for a special event. Patriots Day, September 11th in San Antonio, held at Magnolia Hall. The VIP event starts at 6. A night with the Medved starts at 7, including a spirited question and answer period. Fan club members get a special price. Tickets are available now. Go to 930amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by In-Home Senior Care and Big State Financial. When Hurricane Harvey struck Texas and the Gulf Coast over the weekend, the world turned upside down for children and families 
always in its path. When disaster strikes, children suffer in unimaginable ways, and Save the Children is there to meet their unique needs. Even now, Save the Children is in Texas and along the Gulf Coast, making sure hurt and frightened children impacted by Hurricane Harvey get the help they need. To care for and protect children has been the mission of Save the Children for nearly a hundred years, so when tragedies like Hurricane Harvey strike, they're prepared and they're on the ground for children and their families around the world and right here at home. Your $50 right now to save the children will deliver essential supplies for families forced to evacuate, including hygiene kits, blankets, portable cribs, and strollers. Children are counting on us. Call 888-248-0312. That's 888-248-0312. Or give online right now at savethechildren.org slash radio. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. As Texas begins the long process of recovery from the catastrophe of Hurricane Harvey, Americans across the country should embrace four important lessons. First, let's acknowledge that government isn't always the enemy. And in emergencies like this one, government at the local, state, and federal levels has a crucial life-saving role to play. Second, we see that government alone isn't enough. Private businesses and countless individual volunteers proved indispensable for rescue and recovery. Third, in times of crisis, our various divisions, racial, political, religious, matter far less than we thought. No one asked rescuers or the rescued about political affiliation or ethnic background when lives were at stake. Finally, the country can put aside its passionate disagreements and work together when it's necessary as we strive to return to normal life. And yes, after Harvey, we're reminded that normal life, whatever its shortcomings and frustrations, is worth defending and even cherishing in this phenomenally fortunate nation. I'm Michael Medved. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, where lots of folks are out here today uh, doing some shopping. Weather is pretty nice. Yeah, the weather is pretty nice. It's uh, not... Uh, so far. Uh, yeah. So sure, maybe we shouldn't sure, have said anything. It does not jinx it. So uh, come on out and be a part of it. 308-8867 is the number to call to uh to talk about what's going look on look at the sea of mums out there yeah it's it's beginning to look a yeah. lot like fall um football first cold front's coming through this week oh really wednesday thursday yeah six sixty at night and they're expect oh really wow and they're expecting rain or th- is that what you said no, no they well, kept that out of the forecast because i see the oh, sinisa the sinisa are blooming up. again yeah so i know y'all are getting tired of, but of course the, the six 60 degrees at night and uh, lower temps, you don't need as much moisture, but sure, yeah, okay. we could use some more. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. That'll be nice to get those. Yeah, cool. it is kind of cool. So, all right, 308, is that good tomato setting weather? When oh, it gets cooler yeah, that's, at night? that's perfect tomato okay. setting weather. And uh, not to be a plug, but uh, the uh, tomatoes at Mill Burgers are selling well. Uh, between yesterday when we left at two o'clock and today when we got here, uh, there's uh, they thinned out. They have thinned out. There's still plenty, but yeah. they have thinned out. So they look good. Get them. Um, some of the those those of you with gardens uh, planted the recommended varieties a while back. Uh, they should be the leaves should be widening out and uh, says they should start setting fruit now. So. Watch for that. Keep them, but you gotta still you still gotta watch the the watering, because uh, even though it's 
it's all the way, the high's all the way down to 90 or 92. <laughs> it's still pretty warm. And they're, and, and they're functioning now and really uh, trying to grow and set fruit. So they do need, they need the moisture and the nutrients if they're going to uh, fulfill their potential and uh, produce a lot of fruit. And uh, like I said, they've got b- big plants. Well, they got gallons, of course, of all the recommended varieties. And then they've got uh, those uh, four and a half inch, what we call four and a half inch pots, that are uh, smaller, s- smaller pots, but have a well developed root system. Yeah. And a big plant on top. Lavacas, Surefire, um, Ruby Crush, and, and what was the, the fourth? So, something oh, surprise. Oh, Roma. Roma, su- Roma Surprise. surprise. Um, the Surefire has, has really perked up and caught, has caught up to the... Of course, the Ruby Crush now is less interested in size, just like you you said it would. Right. And as uh, is... Uh, blooming up a storm i haven't seen any fruits that yet but uh looks it's kind of changed its mode of operation where the surefire is kicking into some, right. some growth now yeah and it, it should uh, should set set i mean we're, we're right on our planned schedule where we plant in july and to give the plant a month or so to get established and bloom, and maybe drop, yeah. maybe set fr- drop fruit or drop uh, blooms, uh, while it's getting its uh, root system established, and then the cool weather is supposed to show up in September, which it yeah. looks like it has, and uh, definitely the cool nights, which will set the blooms that are that are available now. Uh, I don't I don't think many uh, heirlooms were sold this year this fall. I think people are finally figuring out that. Uh, if you're going to go with heirloom tomatoes, spring, uh, spring, spring is, is the best time because you got a longer yeah. uh, set period. So now the BHN 968 that I, the, my three are are setting a lot of fruit. Uh, HM 1823 is setting Look at that uh, fruit. Uh, I think that's three days red, in a row. Red we've Deuce got. and Tycoon have started setting fruit too. I still like 1824 better, <laughs> but uh, it's no, like just one. No celebrity, just a little bit better. No celebrity, celebrity's not setting fruit. And uh, Jerry, what's the one that has the nematode resistance that that uh, that we all Valley have? Cat? Va- yeah, Valley Cat foliage really looks nice, but it's not setting any fruit yet. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's it's time for it to set fruit, so. Uh, yeah, and no, can, don't be disturbed that, that yeah, your plant's not safe. That can change in a week. Oh, or, yeah. Or two, day, two or three days. Yeah. And then they'll set a lot of fruit. And, and, and history shows that uh, history shows that we actually set more fruit in the, in the fall than we do in the spring. Really? Yeah. Uh, when uh, we used to grow, grow fall tomatoes out at Versa Farms, out at Von Army, uh, I, I know Henry. Henry Versa used to go out and, and count, count, uh, and he he would count as many as 75 to uh, 80, 80 fruit on one plant. Wow. 
uh, marble-sized fruit, but which, which would enlarge. And most most of the spectacular pictures I have that I use in my presentations are were taken in the fall. So uh, fall's a good time. But uh, uh, what what we're trying to beat is. Uh, is not how much fruit they set, but how much fruit they can ripen before the for Thanksgiving uh, and before that that first yeah. frost of freeze. So yeah, there's just so many fried green tomatoes. There you go. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or what else do we? Regardless of how many uh, green chow tomatoes, chow. Chow, that was yeah, the other chow recommendation. Chow. Was the chow chow. Regardless of how many green tomatoes you got, that's still not a successful fall crop unless you have ripened. And I hope hope we have the same thing that happened last year. We had all of those fast producers producing well before Thanksgiving, right. and then we had another month, and we had all the the big the tycoon and the celebrity and uh, all the others produced. Uh, basically, we, we got full crops. Yeah, yeah for Christmas. Yeah, but that's that's typical the way it does around here. We always talk about. If you can make it past that first frost in uh, around Thanksgiving, uh, most ninety percent of the time you'll make it to Christmas without another frost or freeze. Hmm. So, uh, but by the same token, the tomatoes ripen slower in cool temperatures. That's what the problem is. Well, the larger get, tomatoes they are, the yeah. slower they ripen. If they get full size and show a little color change then you've always got the option of pulling pulling them in and they'll ripen in right inside the real the real uh, disappointing is when you got nice size but still completely green right ones. and they'll just sit there and look at you being com- completely <laughs> green and people say they're getting bigger and bigger and greener and greener, but uh, they won't ripen. My fruit won't ripen every year for 40 years. People have <laughs> been saying that. <laughs> they have to ripen, but the, the, the problem with them ripening is cooler temperatures. They don't, they don't get that uh, uh, warmer temperatures to go, uh, let's see, heat units, I think we have certain number of heat units uh, for the certain size tomatoes. But anyway, uh, I think you were you were uh, talking about uh, your trees, your uh, oak trees at Rockport being uh, broken and de- de- triggered and defoliated. We got a question from Gonzalez said it had a live oak tree uh, split down the center of the trunk about five uh, it was about five feet. Was thirty thirty inch diameter tree. That's a big tree. Uh, half fell off. The other half is still standing. Can it be saved? Hmm. Seems For, like the forest. Uh, seems uh, like there should be more information. Yeah. What what caused it? Oh, the 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 hurricane. Oh, it's the hurricane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is in Gonzales. And the uh, forest uh, told him to get an arborist to get a, an official answer. Yeah. But uh, my my answer would if if half half the tr- half the tree is. Uh, Did you have a question, bro- sir? Split off, <laughs> split off or, or broken down. 
uh, even the, the half that remains, you can save it. Once a tree is, uh, the structure is uh, compromised, then uh, it'll never be, it'll, it'll never be a strong tree again. And a lot of times, well, of course, it depends on what the arborist diagnosis. A lot of a lot of times, they can do some things. To, a few cuts here and there can can uh, sometimes retrieve a structure or make it more acceptable. But uh, on the other hand, they may just say, "Yeah, thirty-inch diameter tree yeah. split in half." May not be. Uh, it doesn't look like it's salvageable. Yeah. Now, uh, also, people are reporting that all the leaves are gone off the trees in Rockport and uh, where the hurricane came. And uh, but the structure is still okay. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how they respond. Yeah. Uh, no, before before the winter. Now, if that if you lost all the leaves here. You wouldn't worry about it. They, I mean, they'll, they'll they'll come back. The problem with a lot of those trees by the coast are that they always look to me like they're just hanging on anyway with in terms the of wind. leaf surface. Oh. You know, they got this trunk, and it's kind of bends uh, towards the where the wind blows, and uh, I always think there's not enough leaves on there for to support that thing, and... Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see if they can come back and put some new leaves on, or if they are right on the edge of survival, then you will lose some. And of course, a lot of them just got knocked over. Different. Oh, did they? they got uh, yeah, knocked our, down? by our place. Yeah, our place. They did. They got. It just the the wind must have come from very various directions, and they just it was looks like a. You know, like a giant came through and stomped them and pushed them in every which way. Yeah. So you got that shifting winds, and they all their defenses and their roots yeah, are, are designed positioned to, to yeah. protect them from that wind from the the ocean. Yeah. And then you get winds from other directions. They they don't uh, defend against it very well. So your trees were actually uprooted. Yeah, and bro and uh, broken. And you know, and just and part part of it is it's uh, sand, and uh, they actually they water. You know, they've got a, a well, and they water quite often. So the roots are are really in the surface, and so it'll be interesting to see. And you said the palms did the same thing. Didn't palms, you? yeah, palms actually broke. Mm. Wow, this is Rockport. Yeah, this is what. These are pictures. I haven't been there, but they, these are pictures that Terry Lewis yeah. sent, uh, and they actually, their their roots surprisingly were, uh, at least the pictures I saw, were sturdier. They didn't get uprooted. They just got broken off. Oh my goodness! 
Hey, sure. let's let's take a quick break while we do. Give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up, so why don't you give us a call and be a part of the show at 308-8867. Back after this with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. I want to tell you what's happening next Saturday at Millburgers. Next Saturday, David Rodriguez will be on hand, and he'll be covering Fall Vegetable Gardening Part 1 and 2. Cover the whole gamut from 1030 until noon. So... No reservation needed. Just come on out and enjoy it. Saturday, September 9th, David Rodriguez right here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Bring a pen, paper, and lots of questions. And this Saturday when you come on out to Millburgers, you're going to find savings on some of your favorites. Like, you ready for this? Meyer Lemon and Mexican Lime on sale in the 12-inch pot. Regularly $39.99, now just $22.88. That's a savings of 40%. You'll save on Dwarf K. Mexican Petunia, Lantana, and the Fall Mums are already here and already on sale in the 6-inch pot for just $3.99 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Everyone is talking about fixed index annuities. Are annuities good or bad? Will you lose money or make money? Is your retirement nest egg protected from loss? Tune into Robin Hoppus and the Big State Financial Show at its new time, Saturday mornings at 9 and Mondays at 8 to learn more. Or you can call Robin at Big State Financial, 210-373-6000. It's the Big State Financial Show, Saturday mornings at 9 and Monday evenings at 8, right here on 930 AM, The Answer. If you're thinking about a compact tractor and you want the best, you can afford a Kubota. Hi, I'm John Ewald at Ewald Kubota. Come into one of our seven locations and check out the new Kubota L2501 package deal, which includes a four-wheel drive tractor with hydrostatic transmission, a front loader, a rear mower, a box blade, and a trailer, all for one low price. With a deal this good, you can afford a Kubota from Ewald Kubota. Check out our package specials at EwaldKubota.com. Are you or your child suffering from from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues? If so, it's not because of a drug deficiency. Now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. Vox's Attend is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, try Attend today. Thousands of people of all ages have benefited from the great results of Attend. Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for Attend at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations. 24 Southwest Military in Chopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West and Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with Attend. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk-free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need Attend. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, 
You're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're talking gardening with you at 308-8867, 308-8867. Uh, Toll-free, 866-308-8867, the number to call to uh, be a part of the show. And I think actually with a, a little bit of the cooler weather, um, I think we've got more folks out here today uh, normally we get uh, a bigger crowd after church, but uh, there's lots of folks here uh, today between noon and one. Uh, I think maybe the weather's brought them out. We got Lloyd on the line at 308. They don't like to come out uh, in the hurricane like they did last, <laughs> last year. There were people out here last Sunday with the rain and stuff. <laughs> Lloyd, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? How can we help you? Hey, I've got a question. I was looking at an A&M pamphlet on... Uh, Fall gardening. I believe it was written by Dr. Larry Stein and Joseph in the seventies. I believe it was the name something like that. Anyway, right, it said right. it said do not use uh, chicken manure in the fall garden. And I was wondering what the difference was between the fall garden and the spring garden concerning chicken manure. Uh, well, the the deal on chicken manure is that uh, it's it's best to be. Compost. Composted for a little while yeah, because wow. it's got so much, uh, it's got got so much ammonia in it. Uh, uh, so, uh, whereas a cow, cow manure and a horse manure and those types of manures don't uh, don't have as much uh, ammonia in it. But that's probably not a. It's not a different spring or fall though. But it's just you just want it. Yeah. You want it to sit. The, six, the six months or eight months. The handout specified fall gardening. Yeah, I understand what you're saying about composting, but that would be the same, you know, for the spring garden as well. And and, and maybe maybe it's just the way it was written, but it it did say do not use it in fall garden. Maybe it was well. Say do well, not. I, I think if you're careful, you can use it in fall garden. Yeah, or, uh, and no, and the words, spring garden. You, you know, you use it sparingly. And work it into the soil, uh, where, where you kind of dissipate some of that uh, ammonia that's in that chicken manure. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I really like to. You but know, he, really what he's that. worried about is why is fall garden any different than spring, which I don't think it is. No. It's just because uh, mo- most people that use chicken or turkey manure use it. Uh, Put it on in the in the fall and get it in the fall and winter, and then let it let it uh, let it compost or work, and uh, release a little of that ammonia before before they work it into the spring garden. That that's the difference. Okay. Is that helpful? Now, had you had you done that, 
In other words, that you uh, put it on in the spring. I mean, I mean, pile it up or, or let it work for in the spring. If you if you raise chicken, uh, then the 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 point is that it, it's got to go through a, a basically a, a mini composting uh, uh, situation to re- release some of that ammonia in there. Now, my yeah. Yeah. I use a lot of lemon mm-hmm. manure, and you know that's what I do. I get it, and and I'll compost probably two months before I ever put it in the garden. Okay, okay. Then you can use that in the fall or the spring. Yeah, my um, my neighbors in uh, when I had the peach orchard over in Lufkin, they were always very generous with their. Oh yeah. Yeah, they said bring my truck and my shovel, and I can have all I want. So. <laughs> Sometimes they even load it for you. Well, I did. I didn't. I miss that part. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. That help you, bud? You take care. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. That'll free up yeah, that's a Yeah, that was a good point. At 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. Can't believe that Dr. Stein put all that stuff in there mm-hmm. right up there. I'll have to scold him about it. He's radical. David and I'll scold him. Oh, yeah, be, care- be careful now because our our old writings keep coming up every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, was... and we say, wonder who wrote that? And then you start reading the rest of it. Hmm, I might have done that 20 years ago, you know. <laughs> hey, uh, Joy, if you're listening, um, Calvin has answers. But we're going to wait for you to call. Should we wait? Let's give her a chance to call. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Got a question then from uh, uh, somebody that had the chili patine seed from one of her plants. They saved the seeds. What, what's the best way to start them? Now, it's getting late to start chili patine seed now, but... Uh, but basically, if you still have uh, fresh seed still in the red pepper pod, just squeeze them out on the, into a good potting soil or in the ground where you want them to grow. And, and just uh, we had talked about covering them with a quarter of an inch deep uh, and the soil moisture. Yeah, and keep the soil moist but not saturated. But... Uh, uh, again, with with the tomato seed and the pepper seed, if you direct seed them at this time of the year, and even broccoli and cauliflower, we're talking about putting them on top of the top of a well prepared bed that's moist and, uh, and loose a little bit, and just uh, try. It's so, it's so difficult for home gardeners to cover things a fourth of an inch deep. Yeah, they're not home gardeners; they're alone. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, true too. I, tr- I have trouble with trouble. a quarter inch. A yeah. quarter inch generally means the rake. Uh, yeah, right, 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 right. But uh, the, the, then that'll, that'll germinate them. But uh, but the problem with doing them now, uh, and I've got this same situation. Uh, I'd probably I'd probably recommend that you go ahead and and squeeze them out. Squeeze uh, or, or extract the seed, not uh, extract the seed, and uh, save the seed in the refrigerator until uh, next spring. 
and then do your uh, do your chili patine and all all pepper seed. Uh, but uh, the the extraction techniques of uh, of of, uh, of that is on uh, plantanswers.com uh, under the uh, uh, heirloom in the heirloom uh, vegetable section so uh, you can see exactly how we do it and without burning your burning your hands up and your personal parts uh, uh, after you try to extract that seed what's he doing uh, I don't know but I don't think we want to pursue that no I think if you want want to see more there go to plantanswers.com we actually got pictures (laughs) Uh, there you go. That's true. You do have pictures. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and then we got another question: that I have a mandevilla vine, second year, in a container on my patio. The leaves have started turning yellow. I check the water level and keep the soil moist. The plant gets afternoon sun. Oh, it did great year last year and bloomed until frost. What am I doing wrong? And the forest answers that it will naturally have some leaves turn yellow and drop off. However, as I'm sure you've had to had to water it very frequently, it may need to be fertilized. I uh, recommend that you use a slow-release fertilizer and the amount recommended on the label for the size containers you're using. Now, forest, quit it. He forgot about the copious amount. Oh, my goodness. Slow-release fertilizer. Oh, That's the key. I forgot I was going to bring a Dick Francis oh, the novel from the, the 70s copious? where they referred to copious. <laughs> but copious anyway. amounts of uh, notes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, to get your, get your plant going, um, uh, use copious amounts of uh, Osmocote slow-release fertilizer. Uh, it's called sold as Osmocote Plus, and then uh, to get it up to speed, uh, while the fertilizer is, is taking effect, use a every time you water it, water it with a water-soluble fertilizer. It's like some Miracle Grow, Rapid Grow, has to grow some of those grow. Mere acid, mere acid, something like that, and that'll that'll keep it in bloom, and it should should start. Uh, Putting out new growth and blooming uh, pretty soon now, now that the weather's turned cooler. And uh, tomorrow's Labor Day, Milton. You yes, haven't it is. mentioned it. Tomorrow's Labor Day. And is the uh, nursery open? Yes, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what is Labor Day? What is Labor Day signal? End of summer? Time to prune roses. Oh. Well, I didn't remember that. And since you can't get gas to go anywhere, <laughs> you might as well go out and prune your roses. And and if you want to, I should have taken a before and after picture of our Belinda's dream. <laughs> remember the remember the wine shape that you did on Calvin's poor Belinda dream. Uh huh. I think Laura has you beat. Oh. Yeah, she went to town. She, well, you know it. It'll she thought it was only funny. take two or three years to recover. Yeah, but it's actually it's looking great. Uh, it's got lots of uh, blooms on it, and they're big blooms. Yeah, they are. They are big blooms. Uh, she's pruned it. Yep, I told her uh, about our conversation yesterday uh, while we were looking at it, and she laughed, and then she looked at it and went, "Maybe I should prune it some more." 
Wait a minute. <laughs> well, I have to admit. Don't overdo it. I have to admit that I, you know, I never think of pruning the knockout or Linda's dream or any of those. I kind of looked at them. They got lots of dead wood, dead wood. on yeah. there. And yeah. yeah, I guess it wouldn't hurt if I pruned those. They probably look better and yeah. they might respond. But I, um, the one that has responded really qu- more quickly is Mrs. Dudley Cross. Mm-hmm. It's come on quick. Day. Each of those uh, roses, those tough modern roses and the old-fashioned roses, has kind of a, a different pattern of response to the weather and moisture. And right. this particular time, Mrs. Dudley Cross, both both plants I have are, are responding with lots of blooms. And Mrs. Dudley has uh, interesting foliage, new foliage, doesn't it? Isn't it kind of colorful foliage? Um, Seems like it is in the spring. Yeah, it was when it really uh, flushes out. I was thinking, uh, so does it looks like the um, oh my uh, what's my favorite Katie Road? Yeah, it's got kind of the new new growth is is kind of red too. So uh, I'll look. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, but I think you may be right because yeah, yeah, that whole end of the bed is kind got colorful new growth. But basically what we're talking about pruning roses this time of year is simply cut them back a, uh, a third, or remove a third of their growth, and the the third that you remove are going to be dead limbs, uh, crossing limbs. Uh, it's kind of open the center a little bit like a, like a peach tree and, uh, and to take off all the... Uh, spent blooms and the if you have any that have uh, hips on them uh, or seed pods on them uh, cut those off and uh, and and uh, has you as as uh, have you fertilized your your rose yet Milton? yeah but just with water soluble okay well that's good as long it, as you it, keep doing that it like that yeah as long as you keep doing that um, I, I need to get some uh, I think you suggested over the top because it's now got lots of grass. Wait a minute. St. Augustine is coming oh, coming around it because uh, you can't, we have it in a circular, we have the the cement circular things that go around it. And yeah. We put mulch in there and it just, the grass just grew through the mulch. So uh, Through it or on top of it? Oh Bermuda, really? Bermuda grass? No, no, no. It's St. Augustine. Maybe did it grow on top th- on top of it? it maybe? Can. Oh, okay. Well, it's very happy, especially when we fertilize the rose. It, mm-hmm. it just went. Ooh, oh yeah, we grass, like it here. Grass takes it off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's Bermuda does the same thing. If you have a raised bed garden, yeah, that you water and fertilize, and then you've mm-hmm. got this the back rest of the backyard with you never, you know, like I do. This is kind of it gets mowed. That's all. And you can just see a color difference, you know, in these <laughs> lush, weedy, weedy Bermuda grass yeah. if, and the poor relation out there in the <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, uh, and you said over the top would get rid of the grass but not hurt the rose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, got another question about pruning the Prada Barbados. Uh, that's a question on a lot of people's mind at, at this time of the year because... Uh, uh, after the blooms fall, should the branch it was on be pruned off? In other words, uh, a lot of people like, like for it to go to seed, make seed, save the seed, 
try to grow their own plant next year and save the seed through the winter and then plant it in the in the spring and it never blooms because the the plant has to be a a certain size before it blooms. But that doesn't stop people from saving the seed off of a a really pretty plant and but uh, basically, the answer is when all the blooms have fallen off that spot bloom spike, then you can cut it back to the branch from which it came. Uh, in other words, cut it back past the bloom spike. To the uh, origin. The branch, or to, to the origin of the bloom spike, base of the bloom mm-hmm. spike. And uh, then, then hopefully it'll have, to have time to rejuvenate and grow some uh, more, uh, have some more bloom before uh, uh, freeze. There's a tuberosa, uh, the milkweed over there. Look at all the the nice growth and the blooms on that thing in her hand. Butterfly weed. It really looks nice. Uh, I was going to say, too, that my experimental um, planting of firebush to see if the deer eat it. Well, they've started eating it. Uh-oh. So it's... Uh, yeah, it's they about, heard Calvin talking Yeah, about it's it. about half size now. Uh, they don't seem to... They don't enjoy it. No, uh, it's not a... You know, it's not one sudden setting. Yeah, but there's eating at it. And then I, I mentioned to you, did I, that uh, we noticed that the uh, Siena and Pride of Barbados in our neighborhood, the deer aren't eating. They've, a bunch of it's been... Through at least three places it's been planted... Through this whole season, bloomed up a storm, and no deer have been eating it. Didn't even eat the blooms, huh? Didn't eat the blooms, even. So that's that's kind of surprises me. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, I, you know, I don't remember what it was, 12 or 15 years ago when I planted. Of course, that was one of those droughty periods, I suppose. Yeah. And they ate it down to nubbins. Hmm. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. We're going to take a break. All the stuff that we talk about uh, on the show, uh, as far as events are concerned, whether it's a blood drive or maybe it's a... Uh, See if Roger uh, will get there. Um, or maybe it's uh, like the gardening events that are coming up, uh, whether we hope to speak to David Rodriguez about uh, at 1 o'clock, you'll find at milbergernursery.com. That's milbergernursery.com. You'll Find a list of events from children's gardening to blood drives to much, much more at MillburgerNursery.com. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and we'd love for you to be a part of the show. You just call us at 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free. It's 866-308-8867, or uh, just come on by. So many folks out here today. It's wonderful. I think the break in the weather just a little bit, a little bit cooler, has uh, uh, driven folks out to come out and do some gardening, and there's lots of choices, and uh, fall gardening is... Uh, is almost uh, here with uh, the mums on sale and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and the, and the uh, seed racks 
Oh, really? They're filling up this, uh, the seed racks. Yeah, I was in there uh, in, interested in all the different kinds of uh, annual sun, uh, sunflowers in there. I was noticing that they're they're filling everything up, but lots and lots of different sunflowers, and uh, of course all the vegetables that uh, we're going to be uh, talking about and have been talking about uh, the seeds and uh, carrots and radishes and beets and turnips and rutabagas and all that good stuff. Um, let's see, we got the mums. Most mostly, we still have the. Uh, summer blooms and as we started to talk about last show there's always this decision making period when you you got your zinnias really looking good and your vincas really looking good your begonias uh, and you debate well is it time to put the snapdragons pull those zinnias out and put snapdragons in because I, I Towards the end of September, you can have both of them. Both of them prosper. Yeah. It didn't, doesn't work to do what I did last year and try to plant the snapdragons under the zinnias. <laughs> they they're not they're not shade lovers. <laughs> hey, uh, oh good. Back, go ahead. No no no. I've got go Evelyn. ahead. Break in there. I'm right? sorry. No, no I don't want Evelyn to wait too long. She can wait. Oh okay. Evelyn is on the line at 308-88. Especially Evelyn. Don't I make know. Evelyn wait. Evelyn, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, thank you. What's well, going on? Uh, I had a good crop of persimmons. Had a good crop. Well, I covered it with row cover to keep the birds out of there, and the wind blew it off, so I put it back up after the storm, and they're still disappearing. Well, I found out what's getting it is game possum. Hmm. Oh, yeah, so, possum or raccoon. So I have only probably six left, so there won't be very many cookies out of that. Or <laughs> be eating any. So I sat yeah, they... last night and caught him. All right. So I don't know what did you use for bait? I don't know. I don't know if you know it, Evelyn, or not, but after they've eaten a certain number of persimmons, the the meat actually begins to taste like persimmon. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> it, it has a persimmon flavor to it. Yeah. So instead of persimmon-flavored cookies, she's yeah, got p- okay. possum. P- possum. Possum stew. <laughs> Jerry is the last spokesperson for the Possum Council left alive. And so, <laughs> Can I pick the persimmons before they get real orange no. color? No, ma'am. Okay. Well, that's all. You know, I, I have the same problem with persimmons that I never can make it i mean that that's one of the problems the long period of time that they they stay on the uh, uh the plants get makes them real vulnerable to yeah, raccoons uh, and possums and, and birds they're, they're not nearly a, yeah they're not nearly as fussy the birds and the raccoons aren't nearly as fussy as we are in terms of the eating them either they, yeah well, i never had that much trouble with birds getting them because they were still green, but they were getting them already when they were green. Yeah. And then another thing, I have a, um, a satsuma. Yeah. Right. And the blackbirds started on them this year. Well, I got I chased them out of there. They're not coming back anymore. But the ones that pecked, you know, they're falling off. Hmm. How big are you? Say they're falling, uh, falling off. How, how big are they? Big as a. 
a golf ball or big as a tennis ball or uh, they're probably about a golf, go, ball. golf ball. Yeah, about a golf ball. And There's they're falling off. Them, but every one that they pick, it, they fall off them. They turn, you know, the color and they fall off. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, they ripen faster when they're severely damaged. Uh, I've been uh, picking, picking those, picking those and eating them, and they're Ugh. little, they're little tart. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, yeah, but they're st- they're still still pretty good. Um, yeah, did what did you use for bait for your opossum? <laughs> I had sardines the other night, and uh, that's what I used. Wow, sardines! <laughs> I never, never, never thought. I can of even sardines. just put a chicken bone in there and catch them, and so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but that sardines and the rest. Well, he came early last night. It was about eight thirty, and I heard the trap clunk. So. Hmm. So got, what are you? What what is your plan for this possum? Are you gonna keep him, keep him, keep it fed until Thanksgiving? And, and you uh, don't have to answer the question if you don't want to. I'm gonna relocate it, but I'm not telling you how. Oh, relocate it. All right. So he got three of my persimmons last night before he went in there, so he must have been out early. Yeah, that was his last mistake. <laughs> Is he is he big? Is he a big one? I'm sorry. Is he a big possum? No, this is the third small one. So how many more are there? Oh Lord. Yeah. Last year I <laughs> five or six. Last year I caught fifteen in all. Oh my Gracious. Lord! Wow. You're like Possum Central. <laughs> it looks like it, don't it? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever eaten one? No thanks. Oh, okay. Well, I just just wondered. That would probably be low on my list too. Let's see. I don't. I don't think I'd learn a raccoon squirrel. I like. Um, Some of them really smell bad when you catch them. Ugh. I don't know how you can yes. skin them. And oh, the ra- yeah, the male raccoons. Are just... Yeah. Well, you got to wash them. You know, like like yeah. wash. <laughs> well, the best the best deal is if you can find somebody else to clean them. There you go. Yeah, and then and then then they can be. Disgusted and not eat it, and yeah, you know, the one that possum. To clean them. You know, possum used to be cut, re- referred to as a Hoover hog. Oh, really? Back back in the Depression, people that ate them, fat yeah, them I've up. I've heard of people eating them before, even a coon. But mm, I'll eat. Yeah, the the action. The it's okay, Evelyn. You don't have to see. They're scavengers. <laughs> so uh, the we way got a squirrel, the, but not. Uh, that's enough. I don't need any more of that. <laughs> I have a feeling that being called the Hoover Hog was not a complimentary. No, uh, no, no. The reason, the reason they call it that is because, like I say, they're a scavenger. A possum is a scavenger. Yeah. So uh, so what they would do is catch the possum and fatten it up. Right. Or feed it grain. Right. Before, before they ate it. So they would fatten it up. Well, like when a you hog. say scavenger, you like mean that they're just versatile, omnivorous. They eat a lot of different things. And dead. Yeah, dead, whatever, dead, whatever dead, you, whatever you give them. Yeah. Whatever. Yes, and if they find a dead animal anywhere, they eat that too. So. There you go. There oh, you is go. that right? Wow. That was, that was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so you you feed it up. My old mama said used to say you don't eat them out of the wild because they're scavengers. So. You keep you keep them and feed them feed them up and fatten them up like a hoover, <laughs> like a hog. If you're hungry, if you uh-huh. if you need, you need a little extra. You have to be pretty doggone hungry to eat that. I'm, I'm thinking know, you're I'm right, Evelyn. <laughs> Evelyn's right. 
<laughs> I have recipes on plant answers. For possum? For possum? I think so. Okay, y'all have to tell my son-in-law to look that up. <laughs> well, uh, how, how many people go to that page? You sometimes have statistics. Do you have uh, a, It's improved, Evelyn. In the well, old days, you used to, used to have how to prepare roadkill possums. Uh, <laughs> now he doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. Uh, we don't have that anymore. No. We must have taken that off. <laughs> Thanks, Evelyn. Did we help you out? Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> okay, thanks. You take care. Oh, okay. have you? Uh, tell me how the spider mite population is doing. Have you got them? Well, I don't have any so far, so. All right. Yay. <laughs> the so what, what, tomato, what tomatoes do you have? Did you ever get in there? I have a surprise, a lavaca, and a, a ruby crush. All right. And That's the one I want you to have. I wanted the 968, but uh, you were out of them already. Yeah. Well, I think the Ruby Crush will take care of you if it's a heat. I side. hope so. Okay, I'm I'm glad you got those those varieties. Okay, uh, what size uh, tomato does uh, Lavaca have? Is it a small? It's tomato? a medium sized tomato, about a, like a golf ball. Oh, okay. A little bit bigger. Mhm. It's a cross between a cherry tomato and a celebrity. Okay, that sounds good. So uh, it's 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 a lot of people say it's a uh, good tasting tomato. And, I'll find and, out. Set set a lot of fruit. Okay. All right. All right. It was good well, talking to you, Evelyn. Evelyn. You take care. Thank right, you, thank Evelyn. You, you take care. All right. That'll free up a line at three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. No, David. Not yet. One thirty, David. Oh. <laughs> David just texted me. Uh, <laughs> We need we need to ask our listeners out there. I, I'm interested to see if, if anybody in the in deer in a deer zone uh, has a bush morning glory, and will will they eat bush morning glory? Hmm. I wonder if uh, Evelyn knows. Uh, I, 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 Is she I in deer country? I don't think she's in deer country. She's in possum country. Evelyn. Oh, Maya, oh, I'm sorry. Dorothy, Dorothy. Dorothy Weedy. Yeah. Dorothy Weedy, yeah. Has she got a Bush Morning Glory? Oh, yeah, because she gave me one. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so she's got them. But she's got a, um, but I'm sure she's t- tested them. The other thing that she tests, she she always stacks her containers full of plants, you know, out when out she's on the, out on the driveway. driveway. And, yeah, the deer will have been known to... Uh-oh. But they got to watch, I don't, you know, we don't know what she's doing, but you got to watch it with Dorothy because she doesn't tolerate the, you know, especially her record with raccoons is pretty, <laughs> <laughs> is pretty serious. I don't know what she does with the deer. But I saw yesterday, I thought of our caller too, um, the Brook Hollow Library is on uh, Heimer and... Uh, near uh, Bitters, which mm-hmm. has lots of deer. And I pulled into the, uh, and actually you could see the deer in the uh, little uh, trail, the little alleyway that runs uh, per- perpendicular to it. And there's a beautiful fire bush. It's gorgeous. Full, about four or five feet tall and full of not, blooms. And not chewed on? No. Huh. <laughs> How's yours doing? Jerry and I were talking about that. Mine is half chewed. Oh really? Yeah, but I mean we, but I noted it's not 
like they're, that they're really loving it. They're just oh. they're just chewing at it. Maybe the deer don't like took the library. Of, took the, most of the blooms off. Huh. So, okay. But, but I was... Goes back to your some neighborhoods and certain yeah, conditions. Yeah, that's right. And then I... But I also uh, admitted that uh, the... I drew the conclusion that the Pride of Barbados was eaten in our neighborhood, which it was 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. And now it's blue. It's there's several uh, several plantings that have bloomed all growing season, and they are they're doing real fine, and the deer aren't touching them. Got a question from the crowd? Is it okay to come on the air? Yes, sir. All righty, you're on the air, and these guys will help you. What's going on? All right, we were getting ready to. See if it's time to plant our fall garden, and what should we plant, and when should we plant it? You got your tomatoes in. No, we're going to skip the fall tomatoes. Okay. Cause, Why uh, is that? Well, because usually they don't they don't mature before the freeze gets them. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm too late, huh? No. No. <laughs> they're, they're, if you got the right varieties or, and the right size. Okay. I was thinking about maybe lettuce or... Yeah. One of those things. All those, uh, they, sometime during September, all that stuff. Um, Cold crops. Yeah. yeah. Maybe na- maybe a week from now even because of the cool weather that's coming up. But it's it's soon. Lettuce um, from seed? Yeah. And, of course, remember, just on the top of the ground. Okay. Don't bury it. Don't bury it. Just, uh, I've, see, I've seen gardeners... Yeah, say yes, I won't, and then their just instinct is to put <laughs> soil over the top of it. Right. Uh, and the radishes and carrots and uh, turnips and rutabagas and beets. Broccoli. Oh, yeah, and the broccoli. transplants, yeah, those, those are the kind of the key. The Sometimes the seed, seeded vegetables, will, if it stays warm, it'll be, you might have to reseed. But the broccoli should do fine. Okay. Cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. What else are you thinking about planting? Yeah, I was thinking carrots. Are yeah. They? Yeah. Yes. I plant. I'm gonna. I'll probably plant carrots about the 15th or so. Yeah, you may need to wait. Need wait to the middle of September to uh, middle to late September to plant. And carrots and some of the cold crops. They're one of the temperamental. They're temperamental on the soil. Heat too, so I've some years I've had to re, replant them, and it's it's strange you plant them one time and then nothing happens, nothing happens. Two weeks later you plant them, they all right, all right. come up because of the yeah. the weather. Cool, cool soils. When would she do onions? She asked. Huh? Onions? Not until January. Well, oh, okay. Well, last uh, year they started earlier, but. Yeah, uh, you 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 yeah you get sets in uh-huh. uh, in uh, November, late November, December. Okay. And now I'm gonna also just you can keep asking, but this is a good way for me to bring up the point that next Saturday David Rodriguez will be here between ten and ten thirty and noon okay. for a free gardening workshop on exactly the questions that you're having. Oh. On fall vegetable gardening. Not that we haven't given you all the information you need, because, you know. But, you know, David David needs that confidence building thing. So you feel just come and just say, oh, that's great. I, I hadn't heard that before. No, it's going to be good. And so he can answer more questions if they come do up. You, do you get on the Internet? Yes. Yes, oh, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, have you found uh, the website plantanswers.com? Plantanswers.com. Okay. Uh, go to go, get on the internet. Go to the website called plantanswers.com. Okay. That's what we do here is answer questions okay. about plants. So it's plantanswers.com. And uh, there to the right, there, uh, right of the front page, you know, when it opens, there's a there's a section called Topics of the Month. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom of that, it's it's a permanent sele- uh, section in red, and the red the writing is in red, which t- t- tells what they're doing at the children's guard mm-hmm. oh, day by that. day. Yeah. I mean, well, week by week. And uh, so you click on that, open that, and then the best best way to do it is just follow their lead. In other words, follow what they're doing. Right. Uh, and they've got some uh, archived fall vegetable garden. Uh-huh. And they've got pictures, and they've got uh, uh, th- things to do week by week. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I better so, write it down right now because once I leave here, I'll forget it. Get out of here. <laughs> here you, got, you got a little piece of paper for her? Or? Yeah, yeah what's, that, what's on? she can have that. All right, I'll write it down for you. But you're right on, you're right on the edge. so. Okay. I think you'll have great luck right after the 15th or so. We'll that sounds everything, good. Everything, yeah. Have right. you prepared your garden yet? Prepared your soil? We're everything? fixing to do that right now. Okay. To get some fresh, beautiful soil. Plant it and put it back in there. Oh, we have okay. a little raised bed. It's not big, but it's fun. Good. Okay. You need to get some of these uh, fast-maturing tomatoes and, and trout tomatoes. Really? Yeah. And you can get them in the, in the, uh, the four-and-a-half inch, so if you only wanted to try one or two, you okay. could. But try the, uh, gosh, which one would you pick? I'd, I'd probably take Surefire but, uh, or Lavaca. One called Surefire and one called... Uh, Roma, the, the yeah, Roma surprise. Okay. They're fast. They'll they'll be, you'll have you'll be harvesting fruit by Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't freeze by then. Well, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a pessimist. <laughs> now last year, last year we were, down this road before. were really confident uh-huh. because last year we had this formula. Uh-huh. We got the four or five varieties. They're really fast, small, medium-sized fruit. And then the larger fruit uh, is after that. That, it, that's already started to set fruit, some of the big ones. Um, and that made it, we had fruit before Christmas last year, too. So, yeah, last year was a pretty spectacular. Everything was harvested before the cold got It's just I've kind of been once bit, twice shy. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> well, we, we've, we've had the same, we were uh, a little bit of lack of discipline in the past. Because if it's real hot, people don't want to mess mm-hmm. with it. But you, to really be successful, you know, you want to plant there in the last part of July, and then you're gonna then you're gonna really? freeze. Yeah, on tomatoes. Really. But these guys, these guys will, will still perform okay. this year. I'll give it a try. Good oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. you Appreciate bet. your help. You can call us and say, I told you so if it doesn't work. It's, I will do that. I got tons of tomatoes, and it froze last night. You people promised me. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Thank you for, Thanks coming, for coming by. by.
All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More coming up on Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. I want to tell you what's happening next Saturday at Millburgers. Next Saturday, David Rodriguez will be on hand, and he'll be covering Fall Vegetable Gardening Part 1 and 2. Cover the whole gamut from 1030 until noon. So... No reservation needed. Just come on out and enjoy it. Saturday, September 9th, David Rodriguez right here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Bring a pen, paper, and lots of questions. And this Saturday when you come on out to Millburgers, you're going to find savings on some of your favorites. Like, you ready for this? Meyer Lemon and Mexican Lime on sale in the 12-inch pot, regularly $39.99, now just $22.88. That's a savings of 40%. You'll save on Dwarf Katie Mexican Mexican Petunia, Lantana, and the Fall Mums are already here and already on sale. In the 6-inch pot for just $3.99 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. This is Dennis Prager. When it comes to your home, math is your friend. Well, math and Sergio Martinez would help you sell. If you're buying or selling a home, I suggest you call Sergio, a 20-year licensed real estate professional. Help you sell doesn't charge you the traditional 6%. When you sit down with Sergio, he'll show you exactly how their low set fee program will save you money. Let's do the math. The difference in commission between a $200,000 home and a $500,000 home is $18,000. But did the more expensive home get $18,000 more in service and marketing? Probably not. Same service, thousands saved. It just adds up. Help You Sell is the clear choice in San Antonio and the Hill Country. And you know how I feel about clarity, so call 210-693-0305 or online at hushillcountry.com. To find out how much you can keep in your pocket, call 210-693-0305 to get a free home evaluation and market analysis. 210-693-0305 for Help You Sell. Here's the phrase of the day. Opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is when you missed out on something great because you chose something mediocre. Hi, Larry Elder here. The stock market is up, but you've been in cash because somebody told you it was going to crash. Stop listening to doomsayers. They may be costing you thousands of dollars of potential growth on your money. Call Pax Financial Group, a local advisory firm, at 210-881-5700 to help ease you back into investing. PaxFinancialGroup.com 210-881-5700 Investment advisory services are offered through Pax Financial Group. One, two... San Antonio is Military City, USA. And 9.30 a.m. The Answer is proud to be a part of the tradition with Military City, USA Radio, Saturday mornings at 0800 hours. You'll hear from members of our active military, military civilians, and our veterans who have contributed to the brave history of our military. Military City, USA Radio, Saturdays at 0800 hours on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. You've heard about the amazing benefits of fish oil for heart health, memory, learning, and mood. However, it's important to know that not all fish oils are alike. A poor quality fish oil may contain contaminants and be rancid, leading to unpleasant aftertaste and burping. There's a brand you can rely on, just as medical doctors have for years. Nordic Natural Pure, award-winning and patent fruit-flavored omega-3 fish oil. 
All Nordic Natural fish oils meet strict European medical standards and are independently tested, documenting exceptional purity and freshness levels. You'll feel and taste Nordic Natural's difference. Nordic Natural Omega-3 fish oils come in a variety of natural fruit flavors, both in liquid and capsule form. Children enjoy the chewable strawberry capsules and will ask for more. And you can get these at Rhonda's Nature's Way, two locations. 624 Southwest Military and 8059 Callahan at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our next guest is David Rodriguez, and he couldn't have planned this better as we're talking about fall vegetable gardening with that nice woman here. And we mentioned that David would be here uh, next Saturday from 1030 to noon. Is that what drove her off? What, David? Hey. <laughs> no. Hey. She's, I th- she's eager about seeing Oh, her. she said, well, I don't have to talk to you guys anymore. That's, I'll be here next week Yeah, I'll just come next week. Better, he'll be even better than y'all. Yeah, David, so you'll be here, and we're going to combine the uh, last week's with this week's class, so it'll be parts one and two. Yeah, we try to do a two-part series, but I won't get out to them, by the way. I'm sorry. Uh, we try to do a two-part series because um, try to get everyone focused on warm weather and then uh, transition to cool weather crops. But and it seemed like everything got rained out that last Saturday, so we will right. trying to do a combination of both things. And uh, um, they'll be kind of going late on some of these crops next Saturday, but uh, if they get large quality uh, plants and, and uh, really accelerate them with good nutrition, I think everything will work out just fine. Oh, cool. So um, it's uh, 10.30 to noon, and you'll be talking about, I don't know if you heard the woman, she was asking questions about things from lettuce to to uh, carrots to carrots and uh, all kinds of things. Uh, Jerry had a good suggestion, too, which was to follow what y'all were doing at the children's garden and seeing, because uh, you're kind of building on the success that you've had uh, year after year. Yeah, we got a, one of our new master gardeners. Her name's Kelly, and uh, he's a little bit younger generation. That's in our real good with her social media. So she's just doing the Bear County uh, youth garden blog, and uh, uh, she's put up the first couple agendas up for the uh, fall planting. And uh, a lot of real, real good information and good guidelines. And you're correct. You know, um, if these uh, home gardeners or community gardens or even school gardens. Jesus uses as a guideline. It's amazing. Uh, you know, as long as they follow it, all the information is there. Just follow the T to T, and then uh, you know the growers are growing the right plants, and the millburgers and the, the independent nurseries have the right plants. And why we create the wheel? Just follow this guideline, and I think it's pretty good success there. Yeah, Trace just dropped by and uh, and said that uh, they they're bringing in. More of the cauliflower and broccoli, and some of the transplants of the cold, cold weather transplants for your talk next week. Good. Yeah, I usually say that those cold crops uh, earlier, mid September uh, transplants typically come in around Thanksgiving, and then early to mid October come in for uh, Christmas harvest. So you can do multiple planting. We'll be, we'll be covering all that next Saturday. Yeah. Uh, did you get my uh, 
Uh, did you? I don't know if you heard yesterday's program, but you had sent me an email and wanted to know if uh, Maury Grindy Abiscus plant was patented, and it's yes, not. Pa- it's not patented or. It is or, not patented. Uh, it's not patented or trademarked. Okay, good. Good to know that. Yeah, um, our friends at uh, the Botanical Garden need some help uh, getting some replacement plants out there, sir. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, since since uh, the last I heard, last tra- trace was telling me is that uh, they've done, they've done some cuttings. Uh, I think Greenleaf or one of the uh, whole, wholesale nurseries have done some cuttings, so they're just okay. waiting for them to get larger okay. uh, be- okay. before they will be able to buy. Them. Okay, good. And. Good and uh, Let's see. You also wanting a uh, uh, yes. Well, uh, uh, it's a catapa, a catapa species times a yeah, the cross. Yeah, uh, catapa and desert willow. Right. Catapa. Yes, David, are you there? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if anybody sells that. That's a that that originated right there at the botanical garden, I believe, years ago. Well, with a uh, Creekside Nursery, maybe Spivey at uh, Pearly Farms has some ideas, possibly worth something like that. Oh, okay, good. Okay, but anyway, that's the story on uh, on the uh, the other one. How how are your tomatoes doing out there? Well, they took a pretty hard hit um, last Saturday. Normally, we bring in the plants for um, Saturday's planting on Friday, and I had to bring them in Wednesday of that week because I was tied up doing a bunch of other stuff. And, you know, I thought this thing was just going to bypass us, but the winds were real, real, real hard, and they did get a pretty good chunk of rain out there. And we, we, lost, uh, we lost a few of those. First tomatoes, the first neighbor's tomatoes, but they've got a, they did a wonderful job. They've uh, planted their 968 cherry tomatoes yesterday and cucumber transplants. And uh, they, they lost a few tycoons from that first wave because of the winds more, more than anything else. Yeah. But uh, they did a real good job yesterday catching up from, from losing a week. So, And they planted their uh, uh, fall marigolds and marimums. Yesterday as well. So. Oh yeah, you run right on schedule. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, so, that, uh, are y'all are y'all updating that uh, children's garden site that we're talking about? Yeah. Is that is that updated uh, monthly or weekly or uh, how's we, that updated? We, uh, we got this new master gardener. Her name's Kelly, and I, well, I was saying she's uh, you know one of these young social media. Uh, I know how to use this technology, but she's done a wonderful um, job on the blog. So uh, I think people would be kind of impressed with the story and kind of the um, step-by-step guidelines of what they do out there. Good, good. David, uh, monarchs are in town. Did you notice out out there in your wanderings? Well, we have some... uh, uh, Queens. Yeah, you probably got queens and... But uh, well, monarchs, monarchs should be showing up too. Oh, good, good. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on them. Um, 
usually the biggest challenge we have at the children's garden is uh, when we plant these co-crops to keep the silly garbage uh, liver population down. But we do have some milk, milk we planted on the outskirts there, so it'll be exciting. Uh, I think that's one of the uh, children's lessons this fall is to learn a little bit about this uh, monarch butterfly. So that'll be fun for them to see. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a lot about uh, uh, butterfly plants and butterflies at your teacher's training. Hmm. When, yeah. When's that? That's at the end of the month sometime, I guess. And if you're a youth educator or, or uh, work with school gardens or youth groups, uh, if you go to the Bear County Extension Service homepage, uh, we have more information on um and what it's about and, and how to sign up. So I think she's doing it at um, Wildberger Park. So it's a good training. Thank you for helping with that, Calvin. And uh, we usually have a pretty good crowd. And you don't have to be a school teacher. As long as you're doing activities supporting youth gardening um, with um, different organizations. So we get a good array of different people that attend. So it'll be good training. <laughs> I'm ha- we're having trouble hearing you. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, David, what you're yeah. breaking up a little. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, it's uh, the, the teachers' training is at the end of September, and the information's on the Bear County Extension Service homepage. Okay. And and they can go there too. Just uh, I mean, you the whole set of offerings that the AgriLife Extension has available here in uh, Bear County. Um, yeah, yeah, all the different things we do. We last week um, we did an urban feral hog class. If you can believe that, those silly feral hogs, even in the outskirts of the urban area, have becoming a big, big issue. So we had a real good crowd uh, show up to that. It's amazing how much damage those uh, feral hogs are doing. So, uh, oh, so yeah. it's a, a lot of different classes that we do offer. Yes, definitely. Uh huh. Well, we had a conversation about. Hoover hogs today. Yeah, on the show. Yeah. I was just fixing to say now that those feral feral hogs are a lot better eating than those possums. Possum. <laughs> they were they were probably a lot harder. Well, I was going to think they're harder know. to harvest, maybe, but no, they're probably not are harder to harvest. But you get a lot a lot of meat. All right, sounds well, good, David. Thanks, David. We'll see you next yeah, Saturday. Yes, and uh, y'all have a wonderful um, uh, tomorrow, too, for Labor Day. Thanks. You, too. Be careful. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. All right. 308-8867. And Trace is on the porch with us. 308-8867 if you want to give us a call. Uh, David, of course, will be here next Saturday, 1030 to noon. So, yeah, we're looking forward to having some of us, a lot of the stuff he'll talk about here. Yes, we will. Um, should be some broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower. Um, I didn't see artichokes or spinach, but uh, Brussels no, sprouts. No, no spinach. And yeah. um, different types of kale, even though I don't know, I know you don't like kale. But some people do. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's attractive, too. Yes, it's very pretty. In fact, uh, last year I was suggesting a lot of uh, mixing into the flower beds. Uh-huh. Uh, so I have an edible flower bed, kales and some of the fancy lettuces. I, I planted kale along with bright lights chard because I thought if uh, I was going to eat greens, uh, I can stand chard. I can't stand kale. I'll mix them together. But instead, I just admired them in the garden together. There, they really definitely are pretty two attractive plants. Yeah, but that—that's healthful. I, I know a lot of a lot of folks out there are 
are interested in uh, kale and chard because they're they're healthful and they're easy to grow, very easy to grow. You can continually harvest them over the winter time, so that'll be cool. And uh, that's just one of the many uh, seminars and stuff that you guys do here at Mill Burgers to help people enjoy gardening. Anybody uh, calling in and signing up for the bonsai, uh, the children's bonsai yet? I I saw like four before it was even really mentioned. Wow. Yeah, but, but she's, so she's, she's, she does a good job. Tell us about that one again, because uh, I know that's a fun class. With yeah, it's, it would be a fun one for adults, but yeah. uh, children, that's what we are children get a lot of it out out of it. Yeah. So um, you know, we're gonna pro- we're gonna provide them a plant. We're gonna provide them a a pot, and uh, I think this one has an age limit because they have to use things that actually can cut. Oh, so uh, they have to be above uh, a certain age. Yeah, um, but I'm not sure what that age is. Okay. Yeah, but it's kind of cool. They, they, get, they get to take the plant home with them and continue on uh, being a uh, cultivator of bonsai plants. They can keep it alive, keep it going for many, many years. And that's September 30th uh, here at the nursery. It'll probably be from 10 to 11 again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know September 30th seems like a long way off, but once uh, folks go to the nursery or, or go to the webpage and see it, this is going to be one that folks will sign up for. So we're kind of telling you about it early. It, it will fill up. It will, absolutely. Um, so 497-3760, And no plan for the weekend? No. That's I'll, okay. I'll, no, you're busy. I'll, you're busy. Uh, I will find something for, for next week. I had a good idea, but okay. we'll see if it pans out. I was thinking of a water plant, but the uh, rains didn't. 24 inches of rain. I do a very good selection of water plants in the back. Do you? Yeah, I did. Okay. Are they, we I don't mean, talk for, about those. For the, for the growing season or for just in general? Uh, for the Well, we bring them in, a lot, a lot of them in early in the year, and then uh-huh. we sell off of them over the summer. So it's a pretty good selection back there. And um, you, you guys can help folks who have water gardens. Um, you're a resource here. We we don't. We are. We, there's so much of this in front of us. We don't focus uh, too much on that, but we should. You guys have worked hard. And well, folks and trained in water gardening, and there's gardeners too that are looking for new, new areas to branch off in. And a lot of times, water gardens are, are discussed. And you got who? Who's the expert on your staff that could confer with them? Well, that's normally going to be either Roger or Claudette. Okay, so and they're they're good. They're both good. Mm-hmm. So you just want to do some exploring. Check, uh, look for Roger or Claudette, and they can talk to you. You know, tell them what your ideas are, and then they'll say, "Well, here's here's how you could do that, or here's here's a contractor that'll do that for you, or here's how you can do it yourself." And we got most of the parts here at Millburgers that they could uh, do a, a little garden, a little water garden if they wanted to and if they want a more elaborate one there's examples all over that they can look at that's true yeah what else are you excited about trace i'm excited to see mums in yeah and i was really excited this morning i saw snapdragons on an availability oh uh, don't tell calvin so <laughs> another another decision making period, you know. We we have snapdragons coming in hanging baskets. And then we got right. beautiful zinnias out there that'll be beautiful for another three months and then we gotta decide between snapdragons and zinnias. Wow. I think we got a question from the crowd. Can we ask your question on the air? Yeah, but I have something to show you. Okay, here you go. What, what do I do with these buggers? Look, Looks like a refrigerator bag there. Is that? No. Yeah. 
I looked them up there, something called leaf leg something or other. Leaf footed yeah, bugs. Leaf footed bugs. Yeah. There's the dose. There's little. Long runs of stink bugs. Yeah, there's stink bugs. Yeah, there are other varieties of stink bug too that. What are they on? Mostly the tomatoes. The Oof. stink yeah. bugs go yeah. for the, uh, yeah. the broccoli rob or the uh, broccolini. Yeah. Right yeah. now I don't have them, but I found these just on yeah. my new tomato. No, on my old tomato plants. Yeah, yeah. What 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 can you do with those things? They're tough. Those, I know they those, are those tough to little, kill. Little the only thing the that I I found that works is seven a seven, seven spray seven dust or spray spray. Liquid. You spray it. You spray it on. Try to get as many as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and it, seven has some staying power too, and it's potent enough that. That you get to, you get some okay. control. Yeah, that doesn't damage the plant though. That no, at all. No. no. Yeah, no. those. Uh, we've used it. We've used it successfully on yeah. blackberries, peaches, and when uh, I, tomatoes. Yeah, when I find these, I use a hand vacuum to catch them. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that and, and that, that but they that, they consistently that, come back. <laughs> they just do. I mean, that as was many, Trace's solution. Man, it kept huh? saying, people kept. The problem, I, the problem I have with no, that it, is it they, works. they take off. Yeah, but you got to be really careful. you got to sneak up there with your vacuum cleaner out there, sneaking out around the garden. Right. So make a step up to a wet dry vac, and then you don't have as much sneaking up you got to do. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So I, I you I guys, I can see work. your neighbors now. You yeah. see what he's doing? I've even seen uh, he's vacuuming, he's vacuuming in the tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I've even seen the wet dry vacs that you kind of put on as a backpack that are smaller. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So you can. Yeah, that one looks more fancy. like it's a gardening tool. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Good, good. The other thing I want to ask is: is what flowers are good from seed at this time of year? Anything? Well, zinnia. I have my zinnias. My zinnias are are like this yeah. tall. Zin- zinnias are still I good. In the spring. They're still going strong. So you can still plant them seed. I yeah. And it's, they'll they'll yeah, last. I, I think my article uh, my article I called for people uh, that you uh, still have time to okay. plant. Then do you Zinian. take paper? Huh? You take the paper for yesterday's paper. This mm. is no. yesterday's paper. Oh okay. But zinnias are a key. Uh, I planted I'm planted more sunflowers too. Sunflowers, yeah. Uh, but wild wildflowers. That's well, that's coming up. Spring. Oh, is no, it? no, no, no. That's right. coming up. Oh, yeah. okay. So I you could, yeah. I had wildflowers last year, and boy, I tell you, they were beautiful. You'll yeah. enjoy them in the spring, but well, you plant yeah. them. Yeah, you plant them at the end up. of this month. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, sir. Go on, on, on the wildflowers. Go into plantanswers.com on the internet. And uh, under flowers, under the heading of flowers, go down to the bottom, and there's wildflowers. And it tells how to plant and everything else. All right, we're going to take a quick break while we do. Give us a call at 308-8867. Thanks, 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to tell you what's happening next Saturday at Millburgers. Next Saturday, David Rodriguez will be on hand, and he'll be covering Fall Vegetable Gardening Part 1 and 2. Cover the whole gamut from 1030 until noon. So 
No reservation needed. Just come on out and enjoy it. Saturday, September 9th, David Rodriguez, right here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Bring a pen, paper, and lots of questions. And this Saturday, when you come on out to Millburgers, you're going to find savings on some of your favorites. Like, you ready for this? Meyer Lemon and Mexican Lime on sale in the 12-inch pot, regularly $39.99, now just $22.88. That's a savings of 40%. You'll save on Dwarf Katie Mexican Petunia, Lantana, and the Fall Mums are already here and already on sale. In the 6-inch pot for just $3.99 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Hi, right, to you here, and there is nothing worse than being a Steeler fan and owing the IRS money. My dear friends in San Antonio, you do not have to face this problem alone. Tony Ramos is the San Antonio tax debt relief attorney. If the IRS is getting ready to take money out of your paycheck, call Tony Ramos. If your bank account is frozen, call Tony Ramos. Don't wait for the IRS to call you. Call San Antonio Tax Debt Relief Attorney Tony Ramos. 210-558-2834. TonyRamosLaw.com. We all lead busy lives at work, at school, at play. But when disaster strikes, the safety of our loved ones is all-consuming. Create a family communications plan today and gain peace of mind in knowing how to reach your loved ones when it matters most. Hello, I'm Congressman Henry Cuellar. Do you know how to reach your loved ones in case of an emergency? Do you have a plan? I urge you to be disaster aware and take action to prepare. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Join Salem Media Group and Michael and Dr. Diane Medved for a special event. Patriots Day, September 11th in San Antonio, held at Magnolia Hall. The VIP event starts at 6. A night with the Medved starts at 7, including a spirited question and answer period. Fan club members get a special price. Tickets are available now. Go to 930amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by In-Home Senior Care and Big State Financial. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. As Texas begins the long process of recovery from the catastrophe of Hurricane Harvey, Americans across the country should embrace four important lessons. First, let's acknowledge that government isn't always the enemy. And in emergencies like this one, government at the local, state, and federal levels has a crucial life-saving role to play. Second, we see that government alone isn't enough. Private businesses and countless individual volunteers proved indispensable for rescue and recovery. Third, in times of crisis, Our various divisions, racial, political, religious, matter far less than we thought. No one asked rescuers or the rescued about political affiliation or ethnic background when lives were at stake. Finally, the country can put aside its passionate disagreements and work together when it's necessary as we strive to return to normal life. And yes, after Harvey, we're reminded that normal life, whatever its shortcomings and frustrations, is worth defending and even cherishing in this phenomenally fortunate nation. I'm Michael Medved. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. 
All right, our phone number, 308-8867, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. The number to call, Glenn is on the line. Hi, Glenn, welcome to the show. How can we help you today? Hello, I think I had a question about uh, bush morning glories and the deer. Yeah, I was just getting ready to ask, did anybody, will the deer eat bush morning glories? <laughs> well, I've got six of them planted in the front of my house, and they haven't bought them. And, okay, uh, you, this, uh, this, yeah. you in, you're in a deer, deer, deer area? They walk by them every evening. <laughs> okay. What part of town are you in? Uh, I live uh, out of town. Uh, I live in Wymer, east of uh, San Antonio. Well, okay. How about how about uh, Pride of Barbados and Firebush? What kind of luck do you have there? Uh, uh, they haven't bothered the Pride of Barbados. I've had that for about six years. Huh. And uh, no problem at all. Uh, firebush... Uh, I've got one plant next to the house, and they haven't bought a bit. But they do, uh, one other plant they do bother, and uh, they keep it trimmed very well is the uh, Rose of Sharon. Yeah, yeah, that's hibiscus. They'll eat that. Mm -hmm. But the uh, the rest of uh, hibiscus right next to it. Uh, I've got several different varieties, and they don't bother those at all. And where where did you get that, those bush morning glories? They're kind of hard to uh, find. I, I bought a, a couple of them at the uh, Festival of Flowers last year. Uh, okay, okay, you got them from us, uh, from me. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I kept seeds and uh, grew, grew plants from seeds. I was expecting them to... Uh, come back the ones I planted last year but they didn't yeah usually, usually they come back from the ground so I was wondering if that 21 degrees we had yeah that, um, they don't like we, don't we like that kind of cold that. yeah I, th- I think that might have done it and and they were how old or a year old or two years old or well uh, the ones I see I, uh, that I had this year I just planted them from seed from the plants from last year they're, okay, and they're blooming for you, right? Oh yeah, they they were blooming. They're about uh, uh, five foot tall. Okay, that's a good and plant. Isn't covered, it? Yes, they're covered with blooms every morning. Yeah, that's and a good so, plant. It's great. The blue. Uh, okay, the re- reason I was asking that is we got a question in that somebody had a. Had a four foot uh, fence that they'd like to plant a lot, plant something mm-hmm. along. The uh, and they, they said, but I have goats and sheep, uh, <laughs> and so wanted to know is there anything that uh, did we have any list that uh, goats wouldn't need? Hmm. And the first thing that came to mind, and if you look read the write up on uh, on uh, Bush Morning Glory. They say that oh. it'll it'll it in some areas it's considered an invasive plant material because uh, they said because the goats and the sheep won't eat it. Oh, the goat oh. the because the goats won't <laughs> eat it, and it'll grow it'll grow it'll grow across a swamp and it'll also grow across the desert. 
So it's a very adapted plant. And uh, do you have goats or sheep, Glenn? <laughs> when I, no, don't have anything when, else. So. When I when I saw that write up, uh, I don't know who did who did the write up, but uh, when I saw that write up that the goats wouldn't eat it. Thank That's you. why they put it on the invasive plant list. I figured that the deer wouldn't eat it. Yeah, either. you would think so. Because yeah. I've never yeah, seen rem- mu- much that the goats won't eat. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna ha- have to. Uh, the The problem with it is is it's uh, it doesn't look attractive in the container. But the, right. the way to the way to sell it is to have have one blooming outside, you know, a larger plant blooming. And then when people see that and they come in, they want one that'll that'll do that too. Until you've seen the plant, until you've seen the plant and what it, how much it blooms, and considering that the bloom only lasts one day, it's a, it's like a regular morning glory. That the the bloom only lasts one day, but that thing has hundreds, if not thousands, of blooms every day. Continuously. Oh, okay. Wow. So it's never out of bloom once it starts blooming. Right. Uh, I want to mention one thing about uh, just talking about nursery. I had extra plants. I planted these from seeds, and I had some extra plants that I just got out back in one-gallon containers. Yeah. And uh, hadn't really been taken care of them, but they're just uh, they grew about. Uh, 24 inches high, just a single yeah. spindly stalk, but right, they're still right. bloom, blooming every morning. Yeah. Did uh, did you treat the seed in any way? But you know, it's got a real uh, fuzzy seed, and so uh, uh, I I, tr- I I I've collected some seed this year, and uh, see, it's in the sweet potato family. And the way you have to scarify sweet potato seed for two hours in concentrated uh, sulfuric acid, just like you do blue bonnets. So, uh, but and when that takes that fuzz off, and and uh, also makes them germinate a little faster. But uh, did you you didn't treat yours in any way? You just treated you just planted that fuzzy uh, seed, huh? I believe that from what I remember. Uh, Yes, I just planted them, but one thing, uh, I planted quite a few seeds in a, okay. you know, small pots, and some of the seeds didn't come up until yeah. three, four months later. That's right. Yeah, that's that's because it needed to be uh, acid scarified. Mm-hmm. But I did have enough, you know, out of thick seeds in each container i had at least one or two come up right away good that's interesting to know appreciate you calling in and giving yeah, us yeah thanks Glenn. Uh, thank you one, that's one a big help i just want sure. a, a quick a quick thing about the uh hoover hogs yeah and that's according to according to where what part of the country you were in because i believe here they were that was referred to as armadillos Armadillos. Oh, armadillos oh. or hoover hogs, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'd rather yeah. eat a possum. <laughs> oh, that armadillo's white meat. It's pretty white yeah. meat. Have you yeah. eaten either? You can find it. <laughs> Glenn, have you eaten either armadillo or possum? Uh, not possum, just armadillo. Yeah, oh, okay. Everybody Armadillo. Armadillos, armadillos are, are very good. 
How oh, you, yeah. How do you prepare your armadillo? <laughs> Use it early in the morning. <laughs> armadillo by morning. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Bye, Glenn. Bye, bye. All right. See, we didn't get to. We could have gotten our armadillo recipe, or or he could have gone with the pun of how do you prepare them? You tell him you're going to take him to a nice restaurant, and then you, you, we're going to have you for supper. Come on. A lot of people get them tenderized on the highway. Oh, I see. Our armadillos have leprosy too. You can. I thought oh, so. Yeah. Cool at it. Yeah, that's what I've always heard. All right. Well, next week we need a. We need armadillo folks who still eat armadillos to call in at 308-8867. Hey, we're going to begin to wrap up now, but I want to remind you that next Saturday, David Rodriguez is going to be here from 1030 till noon. He'll be doing a fall vegetable garden class uh, that you can enjoy with uh, all the information you need on what to grow. Uh, Just like if you remember that woman was calling and asking about different plants. So I want you to come out, pen. Paper in hand, take lots of notes, but ask lots of questions. David's great at answering questions. That's next Saturday here at the nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.